Hi, welcome to We Are Cosmic Nature, the podcast. My name is Kelsey. Thank you so much for being here today. We're going to have a wonderful listen to a conversation I just recorded with my business mentor and friend, Kat Hosuli. And we talk about business as a spiritual practice, the relationship between you and your business, and how important it is to have an aware uh, connection to yourself and how that can translate in business. And she is a wealth of wisdom and knowledge when it comes to this concept and this this topic um, because of her own experience. And she shares some really valuable words i guess is the the word i'm looking for in term and by that i mean just be prepared for your mind to kind of pop off with like aha moments because she's really great at at doing that and you'll hear me get very excited cuz i'm like oh there's so much i want to dig into here we kind of just bobbed on the surface a bit. Um, but there's so many pieces that we can, uh, dive deeper into, but that is what, um, connecting with her is all about. She has her own podcast and mentorship program that I've been through. And I share a little bit at the end of, uh, a bit of a summary of, of how I perceive, um, and experienced her mentorship program, which I'm not totally through yet, but I did start at the beginning of this year. Uh, I guess maybe it was February. Uh, while simulta- simultaneously finding out I was pregnant. Um, so that was quite interesting. I think I dove into this course um, with the intention of really creating a, I wanted to create a program actually and um, have astrology be sort of the root of it. And through this wonderful experience of her mentorship program, I realized there's so much more to what I value and what I want to share and help others with that. um, If anything, I think she helped me to untangle pieces of, of myself, but also of my intention to show up in the online space and in business. And, um, yeah, putting it together, I think is going to be a little bit slower, but I do have um, just some core offerings that I continue to share, um, you know, with astrology, with uh, helping other people with sort of the tech side and marketing side of their business, and also sharing opportunities to create passive income for yourself. And these are, you know, the, the the things that I'm quite passionate about. And if they weave together into something else at some point, I'm going to sit back and trust that inspiration to come through. I now have the tools and the understanding of the way myself works, the way my business works um, to let space be. And I think prior to working with Kat, I thought that I needed to, yeah, identify a strategy or a goal and just pick away and do it where now I'm much more equipped to understand how my energy works, how my business's energy works and let it sort of become, um, something if something more and then the next iteration, if it wants to. So there's, there's so much, um, that, uh, yeah, that she shares and I hope you enjoy this conversation and thank you for listening to We Are Cosmic Nature, the podcast. And yeah, may this be a place for you to find and hear bits and pieces of wisdom when it comes to navigating this human experience in the most healthy happy and aligned way that you can you know we are cosmic nature so there's so much more to this experience than just um just what we see and I love to to just bring um 
the unseen into a conversation. So this just might be the last episode before um, my little babe comes into the world. Um, we will see. I might do one more episode on the eclipses coming up in October. Um, but I'm just not putting pressure on myself and really just taking it easy in nesting mode right now. And um, yeah, trusting the flow and letting letting life, you know, be what it be. So I'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much for listening this year if you have been and uh, definitely stay tuned for more because I do expect to come on here. I love to chat and share wisdom of of astrology and uh, ways to live a more healthy and intentional life. And I have conversations already lined up for quote unquote season two. So um, I might see you on one more, <laughs> one more episode. If not, um, I'll be on the gram a little bit. I'm sure I'll be in mom mode for the most part, but um, we're just, we're just going to go with the flow. That's, that's where we're at. So um, yeah, Instagram will be the place to most likely see me emerge <laughs> at some point, but thank you for being here and uh, happy Equinox and happy new season. Once this episode comes out, um, we'll be in Libra season. So that's so exciting. All right. Enjoy the episode. Thanks you. Okay. So I have my wonderful friend, Kat, and business mentor as well, Kat, uh, here to chat about her area of expertise, which is really finding the blending, I guess, of spirituality and business and really the depth of business. And you've helped me so much and I'm so excited to share this conversation with, with others. So yeah, I just wanted to say welcome, Kat. Yeah, thanks for having me here. I've been looking forward to this all week. Sweet, sweet. Um, so I guess for those who haven't heard your name, which I don't know how, because <laughs> I think you're, I'm fangirling. Um, but yeah, how, how would you share, you know, your journey to becoming a spiritual business mentor? And, and what does that mean? Yeah, so I feel like it's fair to start with just the pinpoint of what does a spiritual business mentor mean? And um, for me, it's I like supporting folks who are spiritual entrepreneurs. And that doesn't mean you have to be a Reiki healer or you know a tarot card reader to be a spiritual entrepreneur. I really just think about spiritual entrepreneurship as acknowledging and leaning into the fact that business is a portal for growth business is a portal that brings up challenges and you have a lot of choice in how you respond to those challenges and you know you can respond to them in a very unconscious way or you can really look at it and be like oh this feels a lot like you know maybe some abandonment wounding from when I was a kid, here's another opportunity to work through this. And how can that change and shift my relationship to my clients, my relationship to my business, or my relationship to my collaborators? Um, I think about business as being a relational practice as well as a spiritual practice. So I feel like that's sort of like the end post of like, okay, so that's, that's what I do now. Um, the journey has been my very first business. I'm horrible at time, so mm -hmm. forgive me on this, but I think it was 2011 when I first set up my first business. Uh, I put up a Etsy page and started selling my work as a calligraphy artist and did, you know, wedding calligraphy mostly um, for like, you know, they wanted their envelopes addressed or, you know, they wanted their vows written out in a really pretty piece of paper. Um, so I did that for a while. And then when I graduated from grad school, I opened up my acupuncture practice. Um, I ended up 
hating marketing so much that I sold that practice and moved up to Vancouver, British Columbia, where I joined a very busy acupuncture practice so that I didn't have to market and um, found that they did a kind of marketing that I think a lot of us would term as like bro pain point marketing, Mm. essentially just being like, here's a pain point, let's slam on it. And then, you know, invoke an emotional response and then get people to feel like they have to um, enroll in our services to find relief. And uh, the clinic that I worked for was a fertility clinic and that felt really predatory. It felt Mm. really insensitive. Um, We're talking about a tender subject, like struggling to get pregnant um, or really any sort of menstrual issue because it's such a tender topic. It needs to be dealt with a lot of care and a lot of consideration. And I, and I just really did not, it like felt unethically, like sort of aligned with my own values. And I just, I couldn't really name it as such at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also ran a small farm with my then partner, Andre, and um, we did CSA boxes uh, for our community and you know, farmed on a tiny plot of land that was like a quarter acre and, you know, it grew enough food to feed, I don't know, I think at the time, the 10-ish families that we were feeding. Wow. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, I switched over into coaching and I did relationship coaching initially, but then started having folks reach out to me and being like, hey, I love what you're doing online with your marketing can you teach me how to do that? And then, you know, my next uh, era of coaching began, which is spiritual business coaching, because I found that not very many people are out there talking about, and I love the way you put it, like that intersectionality between spirituality and business. Mm-hmm. You know, I really want to be able to, to teach folks that it's okay to have emotions in business. Actually, it's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. And that we can look at these sort of challenge points instead of making it something wrong about you and your business journey. It's Mm -hmm. actually something that's coming up for a reason. And then Mm -hmm. of course we go into like nuts and bolts of like marketing and, Mm -hmm. you know, contracts and, you know, things like that, that just help you like run the business. But I think that it's so important to be able to do both the yin and the yang of the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, love that you said both the yin and the yang because I feel like you you opened up a whole portal it feels of like the I think what I notice in stepping into the world of entrepreneurship and business is it was very young focused and like this is what you have to do and these are the structures and the strategies that you have to have in place and just show up and and that's it but there was like a whole missing element of like how do you feel about that and how do you feel in yourself and what is the intention behind what you're doing and um, it was through listening to your podcast where you were bringing up these you know concepts and topics I was like whoa this feels so true (laughs) like Mm -hmm. we are missing so much and um actually I'd love to ask you mm-hmm. what gaps did you see in I I suppose I don't want to say the coaching industry but just in in maybe the online space or you know yeah people running business in general like what were those missing pieces that and yeah. you know how how did you want to fill those and yeah, yeah. I think I'll speak specifically to the business coaching space because I'm Mm -hmm. not as like well-versed in other coaching spaces that, you know, when I created uh, business alchemist mentorship, which is my program, I was creating for a younger version of myself um, who saw a lot of those gaps, but didn't even know that I was craving something to fill that gap. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a loneliness that comes with entrepreneurship because 
most of our friends and family members are not entrepreneurs, in fact, you know, and mm -hmm. it's hard for them to understand the struggles of like, hey, I'm having a slow month. I may not be able to pay my rent or I may not be able to pay my employees this month or I may not be able to pay myself this month. Um, they don't understand that it takes a lot of vulnerability to put yourself out there and the feelings that come up. I mean, I think the first time I recorded a video for Instagram was literally like a one and a half minute video and it took me like four hours to record. Um, and so I think to me that the gaps that felt like they were missing were acknowledging that emotional spark that is inherently going to happen in business. Um, there's a gap around community in entrepreneurship. I think there's a gap around, I'm gonna put it under this like big broad umbrella of ethics because we've all just assumed that business is supposed to be run a particular way. Like, mm. you know, on a sales call, you're meant to address objections and try to get a yes at the end of a call, no matter what. Um, I heard that back in the day going through a different program and I remember that landing and feeling somewhat funny in my body and then being like, well, I mean, she's got a several million dollar business. She's got to know what she's talking about, right? Um, and then I think a, another big component, and I think this is like a component that's missing in life generally is inviting our bodies into the experience mm -hmm. of entrepreneurship, um, looking at the sensations that are coming up in our bodies as information of like, oh, maybe that's right for me. Or maybe that's wrong for me, you know, and being able to see that is how that person was able to build their business. But my business is asking for something else mm. and it's telling me through this icky feeling in my body or this opening sensation in my heart, you know, it's, it's giving us feedback. And I think that, you know, those are sort of the, the gaps that I was hoping to fill because that's what I felt like was missing when I first started my businesses back in 2011. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, well, of course I totally resonate and hear what you're saying. And I think having listened to you it put words to what I was feeling when it comes to navigating the online space and entrepreneurship and business in general it was like I think prior to um connecting with you perhaps I was I had experienced um embodiment or like understanding the cues of my body a little bit on a personal level but then just realizing oh of course that comes into business mm. of course that comes into my creations and my projects and I'd love to hear from you maybe for the listeners like what are some questions maybe that we can ask ourselves when it comes to making a decision to launch a project or um yeah, start something new or make a shift in our business. What kind of questions or things can we do to connect into that information within ourselves, yeah. that intuition and information? Yeah. I encourage people to start building a relationship with their business. And so mm -hmm. sometimes I even start by like really imagining my business as like a separate entity from myself. Um, I'm feeling this a lot this year, just in terms of like, my business feels like it wants to just run. Mm. And I'm the one who's sitting here holding the reins because I'm scared to let it run. And I have valid and legit reasons to be scared um, because throughout this whole process of building businesses, the main thing that has threaded its way through all of my work, whether it was as a calligrapher or as a farmer, like I 
have always wanted it to represent connection and intimacy. You know, I knew every single one of those people that I like grew food for and like brought to their door every single week, you know. Um, I know every single member of, you know, my program in a really like intimate and, and sort of, I, I consider it to be a sacred relationship. And, and there's this part of me that's like scared that if I let BAM grow as big as it wants to grow, um, it's, it's just going to want to like take off. And so I'm having these active conversations with my business right now. And so that means a lot of journaling and like writing letters to my business, Mm. asking it what it is that it wants to do and why, like, what's the motivating factors of that? And, and then to me, like I said earlier, like the sensations from the body matter a lot. And so if I'm having resistance to, let's say, making a change within the, the program, I will sit down with that resistance and ask myself and anybody who's been coached with me is just going to be so sick of these two questions. <laughs> um, where is that sensation in your body? What does it feel like? And how old is it? And to me, wrapped up in those questions is an entire story. And so the resistance then gets to be an exploration of, is this wisdom that I really actually need to pay attention to? Or is this a fear that I'm carrying over from age four, feeling like I had to be perfect and to be put together in order to receive love and belonging? And now my four-year-old is driving the bus when it comes to my business. Mm -hmm. And so then we get to have these sort of like levels of discernment that allows me to then be like, okay, so if my wise person is sitting in the driver's seat, then I definitely need to like pay attention to that wise one, mm -hmm. right? If my four-year-old is, is sitting in the driver's seat, then I need to sit down and help that four-year-old feel safe enough to stop gripping the steering wheel so that an adult can take over. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want a four-year-old driving a bus or my business. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it brings up these layers of nuance that I don't think those like go get a six-figure income in 12 weeks sort of programs really address mm -hmm. um, because you're going to end up overriding all these different parts within yourself. You're going to end up overriding your body in order to hit that goal. And then we're out of alignment and it takes some work to get back into alignment. So, mm -hmm. you know, my hope is that by slowing down and doing the work of alignment in that foundational period of asking yourself these really hard questions first. It's like that, that common saying, what is it? Um, uh, slow down to hurry up or I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Slow down to speed up. Yeah. Yeah. That. Um, and to me, like, I feel like that's an important part of business. That's not uh, being told. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. There's so many you said <laughs> go 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 say uh, your thing say your thing <laughs> so yeah I guess and that's come up um even in our own coaching a few times with me too is like feeling well I guess recognizing when yeah that that child is sort of taking over and feeling like my business tasks are this it's like this huge thing and I'm feeling overwhelmed and it feels heavy but I actually do want to do them you know and and there's like okay so what is that feeling that emotion and also taking that time to check in with the body when you know you go to sit down at your desk um, and, and you have this intention to say, create content or something. And like, it happened to me yesterday, Kat, I was like, actually, I, I was outside. And I was like, okay, I, I want to create next week's content. And I was feeling just like, this agitation in my neck and shoulders, and like, 
tightness in my upper chest. And I was like, uh, and it was, and I thought of you, I was like, I know Kat was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> say, Hey, wait a minute. Like, w- you know, what's going on. And it's so important. I recognize now to take that time mm-hmm. to check in. And I-, I find that our businesses really can become like the most powerful healing tool for us because it's a passion project and maybe it's also your livelihood and there's, there's so much wrapped up in it, but there, yeah, there's like any relationship with your significant other, there's going to be, you know, triggers that come up, but it doesn't mean you want to break up with them necessarily. And it's worth taking the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you related it to like a, like a romantic partnership, because I know that in my partnership with my husband, I love him so, so much. And I know that there's like a real and true devotion to our life together. And I think about some of the hardest times in my life and it's come up in this relationship. And, you know, if you're in a safe relationship, those things come up and you're able to be held in those moments and you're able to hold the other person in those moments. And to me, sometimes when I think about what it is that I do, it feels like I'm doing relationship coaching Mm. between entrepreneurs and their businesses because oftentimes the things that we struggle with is like like for me for instance i'll just sort of speak to my own experience is like i have a real strong streak of needing to control things when it feels insecure or when something feels threatened and so you know i've tried to do that in relationships in the past and it's not worked out very well for me and i thought i had done enough work on it and i don't do it to my husband So like, yay, human experience, like level unlocked. (laughs) But then I found myself getting pulled into those same patterns with my business, you know, not necessarily with my clients, but with the like, like markers of, you know, my business has to meet X amount of dollars this month, or it needs to look like this next quarter and, you know, sort of like in my offerings need to have this kind of structure to it and forgetting that it's actually a co-creative dance between me and my business. And so applying a lot of the tools that I've learned over my years of, you know, being in human relationships and putting them onto my business and seeing that actually the same things apply, energetics still apply here. Um, has helped me so much in developing a really secure relationship so that even now when I go through a bit of a contraction month, I know that my business has my back, Mm. that it's not going to be like this forever, that it's asking me to like look at something in a significant way. And, you know, one of the things that I've been saying for years now is let's look at the signs and symptoms coming from your body I would also put in their physical sensations coming from your body as communication from your body it's asking you to like slow down and look at this you know feeling of a flutter in your heart slow down and look at the high blood pressure slow down and look at you know you know that gallstone and and see what your body's asking you in that moment to look at and it's really your body is speaking through the only language that it knows, which is through signs and symptoms and physical sensations. Mm-hmm. We can apply that concept to business is like, how else is your business going to take or get your attention except through, Hey, we're having a slow month. I need you to look at this. You know, we're having people coming in the door that don't feel in alignment to your message. I need you to look at this. And so if we can look at some of those signs and symptoms coming from your business as information that is relevant and important rather than something that needs to be fixed and controlled, we develop a different kind of relationship with our business. And and sometimes it feels like I'm 
doing relationship coaching between <laughs> people and their businesses. Mm. No, it makes it it makes so much sense. Like, why wouldn't your business have vitality and life force? I mean, you you birthed it, yeah. you know, but there's it's it's an energy force now it's it's a, a being in a sense mm-hmm. and to look at it that way I think just gives so much more depth and intimacy like I think you said those words earlier of, of mm-hmm. like our experience of our business and I love that richness it, it becomes less about numbers and you know what the business is producing and more about why and also thinking about the p- other people that come into it and how that plays in. And I, it's just makes this experience so much more rich. And mm. I appreciate that so much mm. <laughs> from yeah. what you shared. And, you know, to me, that intimacy, thanks for reflecting that back is like such an important part of this for me. Um, I talked about this on my own podcast, um, episode 111, where I dove into, I remember that episode number specifically because it was one of the hardest episodes to put out because I went through what I call an income contraction back in the winter of last year. And so for whatever reason, my business just like it maintained at like a level where I was able to like pay my staff members, pay my bills, but I couldn't pay myself. And it just like, for whatever reason, I still don't know what it is. Money dried up. And I sat with my business in a different way than I've sat with it before which is I used to be like, okay, so something is happening and we just need to like do more, like put more marketing out there, put more offers out there, get more one-on-ones in the door. And I was just like, I don't want to have that kind of relationship in my business. And so I actually took that time as a moment to slow down and to lean into that contraction. Luckily I had enough money saved up in the bank to like hold me over a bit. My husband was bringing in money and so like our household was safe when it comes to like our basic needs and I recognize that not everyone has that but what that it was about three to four months where I couldn't pay myself what that income contraction did is it forced me to look at my relationship to commitment and my business and what came out of that experience through a lot of deep inner work through a lot of deep sort of like I'm going to call it just like internal turmoil um, was coming face to face with the fact that even though I had birthed this really beautiful thing that I felt so passionate about, I was treating it like I was dating it. I -hmm. wasn't treating it like I was married to it. And so my business was asking me like, Hey, like I'm in this, if you're in this, you know, do you want to actually be in this with me? because I want to be married to this idea of like this greater idea of like spiritual entrepreneurship and we can go places, but like, you don't seem like you're fully in this. And so from there, I've made some big and some subtle changes within my business. And we're about to have our best year yet um, coming into, you know, we're at the end of 2023 as we're, as we're chatting here. And like, I think the piece that I want to stress here is that it didn't take more doing, you know, Mm -hmm. it took a lot of being with the spirit of my business and asking these hard questions and being okay with how slow these answers were coming through Mm -hmm. and how much resistance it was bringing up in me and recognizing that, you know, some of that resistance is actually a lot of fear that is not warranted. Some of that resistance is wisdom. And how do you discern through all these pieces and layers? And um, what's emerged is is now, you know, I we're doing. I've run my entire business for the last three years, at least the coaching part of my business, um, without a website. Like mm-hmm. I just like had 
so much resistance coming up when I would sit down to write copy for my website. And eventually I was just like, well, it's going to come when it's going to come. And, you know, um, my business partner, Andre and I are now uh, redoing the website. We're doing a whole new rebrand. We are, I've actually started claiming my name as my business name. Um, I used to go by Empowered Curiosity and now I go by Kat Hosu Lee. And so like, there's a lot of these like changes that have come through this year specifically because of that contraction. And so if I had just rushed through that contraction and moved out of a sense of scarcity and I'm running away from the fact that I'm scared that my business isn't going to make any money, then we'd be having a very, very different conversation today. Mm. You know? Mm. Oh, that's so, um, there's so many like, things popping off in my mind when you're speaking and I think episode 111 was that with Lindsay and Melissa Megan? no 111 um was a solo episode that I did um and gosh I can't remember the name of it it was something about uh me leaning into commitment with my business mm. I, yeah, sorry. I thought I saw 111 yesterday, but um, I like that you said that you uh, had more time being than doing mm-hmm. because you're right. You could have exhausted so much energy, you know, maybe trying to fix things, trying all these strategies. And I think at least for myself, I can see how that's, that's, that, that's where I go. I'm like, all right, well, let's you know, power through this, but yeah. in the spaciousness, there's information that can come in and wisdom and clarity exactly. and just, yeah, maybe you have a journal or maybe you're meditating or you go for a walk or whatever it is. And you have that internal conversation, however that looks for you, but there's, that is such valuable time spent, um, clearly because things really shifted for you and, uh, I love that that is a huge piece of, of what you share of just, you know, reminders to, to be more. And I think that's, um, maybe that's like the quote unquote spiritual side is like be and businesses do, I don't know, but I I'm, I'm seeing this image in my mind, but it's so, uh, valuable to give mm-hmm. yourself that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that, I appreciate so much about what you share is being trauma aware or trauma informed when it comes to maybe navigating yeah, your, yourself and your mm-hmm. own, um, you know, experience showing up in your business, but also working with clients. Um, can you share a little bit more about what that means? Cause I find that that is a huge gap that I've seen um Mm -hmm. in the marketing space or yeah the entrepreneurship space yeah to me I I don't know if this comes from my background as an acupuncturist but it always goes back to the body Mm -hmm. um we can't talk about trauma without talking about the body um and so I know that we've all had experiences of either big t trauma or small t trauma and for a lot of us we tend to diminish the small t traumas um my friend lindsay lockett and i were talking about this the other day of like um how her trauma of like actually being physically abused was actually had less scars than the trauma of being parented by a sort of like covertly narcissistic parent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we do all this like trauma comparison. So I think the first thing that I want to say is that like trauma is trauma. It is an experience that you had where you felt threatened, felt like you were in danger something was too much too fast. And in those instances, your body goes through 
an autonomic response, an autonomic meaning automatic response to protect yourself. And so we move through these dynamics of fight, fight, and freeze, and collapse, because at the time that these things are happening, these were the only tools that were available to you. Mm -hmm. And so it plays out in so many different ways in our current day life, even if that, that threat is no longer actively happening because the body remembers that experience and it's like, oh, this feels really similar. And so I'm gonna use the same strategy because it's worked to keep us alive before. And so we have to be aware as holders of space that everyone is walking around with a story in their body and it is part of our job to help them understand help our clients understand what that story is and hold space for whatever comes up and to me that's really what being providing trauma-informed and trauma-aware care is is it starts with me because if i don't have the capacity to sit with my own feelings of anger or grief or sadness or I don't have the capacity to sit with my own body and my own sensations then I sure the hell cannot sit with your body and the sensations and the feelings that are coming up in, in the stories that are coming up in yours and so I think that a lot of times people are like well you have to go through this like certification process and then you're trauma-informed and trauma-aware it's like no the certification process is yes, please go take those courses if they are interesting and, and spark curiosity and, and feel good for you. But the certification process in my mind is how deeply have you sat with yourself and sat with your own difficult emotions and sat with your own difficult story because that is what builds your capacity to hold other people and so I, I think of it as like a self-reflective work that you have a responsibility as a practitioner to engage in with yourself first if you are going to be calling yourself trauma-informed and trauma-aware. Yeah, that's, that's so helpful. And I think um, a lot, I'm guessing, but... I don't know for sure, but many people that come to you probably would say they are sensitive or empathic or, mm -hmm. um, yeah, maybe just able, able and aware to sense different energies when it comes to working with others and also ourselves. And you provide us so many tools to check in when, you know, when is there a, um, you know, maybe inner child part of us that's feeling uncomfortable because this situation is maybe bringing up a similar, you know, sensations or experiences from the past that were maybe little T tra traumatic or big T traumatic. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it's just, it's so helpful. Again, we're, we're coming back to the body. And I just recorded a podcast with someone else the other day too. And I was like, I know I keep coming back to the body, but it really, it's so important. It's so important. <laughs> it like it, uh, we are, you know, physical human beings and there's so much wisdom within the body and um, yeah, maybe just recognizing and finding the tools to help you to recognize yourself when your, you know, nervous system is activated and also, you know, recognizing you might be sensing that other person is, is activated and having the tools to sort of navigate that, I think just, again, adds more consciousness to the experience of yeah. um, whatever it is that you're offering. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that it feels so important to name too, that like the empaths and the highly sensitive people that you had just sort of like named. And you're right. Like I have a lot of folks who would, would label themselves or identify themselves as such. Part of this work is asking you to look at some of these patterns that, you know, empaths hold a lot of 
pain because they're not just holding their own pain, they're holding the pain of other people. And this empathic gift of theirs, oftentimes I have yet to see somebody who's come in and was just like, I'm naturally an empath and it doesn't come from a trauma response. Like, um, you know, all of the empaths that I know myself included developed that skill over time because they were looking to the people in their family and their community um, because it felt unsafe to not read other people's emotions. You had to develop the skill as a really, really young child to read, oh, if I push mom a little bit too much, then it's going to have a particular sort of consequence. And so you learned and you tuned this really beautiful skill that works so well for you as a helping professional, you know? And so it's important to note that like, as we're doing this work, as we're doing this work of integration, it's not about shutting down those gifts. It's actually about helping create some sort of containment and space so that that gift doesn't feel like something that's out of control. You know, mm. the, uh, the flip side of being an empath is it's really hard to have boundaries. And so I talk about boundaries a lot with folks because it's, it's necessary to actually amplify your empathic skills. Because then a part of you isn't scared like, oh, you know, we're going to end up merging with this person and taking on all their pain. And that feels really painful and hard for me. And so I'm going to like, stop it here at this like, sort of like, like place where I can no longer go any further than this. And so by talking about and, and integrating skills around boundaries, it actually makes you a better space holder and a better empath, a more integrated one, you know? And mm. so, you know, I think that, I just want to sort of put that out there because sometimes I find that people are scared that integration means that we're going to shut down those gifts, you know, like say that that's not a, a healthy part of you. Mm. Um, and, and that's not at all the case. Like we just, we want to amplify that gift in a way. Um, but can we do that in a way that feels safe? to you and your system still. Hmm. And as you're talking, I'm also seeing like, feeling into, again, you know, your business being kind of a being like, and you were saying before, like your business was like, yo, you're, you know, you're acting like you're dating me. I thought we were in this like committed relationship. Like <laughs> what is, yeah what is your what is what are the feelings of your business like how you know and and sort of feeling into that because um I'm I'm thinking about uh astrology so I've actually done the astrology chart of my business mm. and it just humors me what um my business is really like how it's supposed to grow and me being you know the the driver of it in, in many ways, like the North node is in cancer, which is like, I need to nurture my business. I need to create safety within my business. I need to make it, you know, feel good, feel safe. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, I find that, um, that image just came to my mind, but yeah, really just tuning in. If you, if you would say that you're a sensitive being tuning into your business's needs and feelings as well, I think can be helpful in this relational aspect. Yeah, absolutely. Because oftentimes we approach business like, what can you do for me? You know, I certainly have done that. And it's, and you know, the way that business is taught, it very much is taught in that way of like, what can your business do for you? And let's just like give it a steroid injection shot so that, you know, it can do all the things for you. It can take care of you. And when you are guided by, I don't know, for me, it feels like I'm guided by a deeper calling that like 
yes, I talk about spiritual entrepreneurship, but really what I'm talking about is helping people align more deeply to themselves so that they're living their purpose. Um, I'm talking about living with nature's cycles. I'm talking about how can we create regenerative practices within capitalism? I mean, like there are these deeper currents that I feel really aligned with that I then have to sort of like, you know, bubble up to the surface to talk about marketing because that's a really tangible thing that that feeds into regenerative business practices but like ultimately like this deeper current is really what what pushes and motivates me you know and most of my people feel the same way there's a like yes you might be astrologist or yes you might be a reiki healer but there's a deeper current underneath the surface. It's not just that like you love astrology so much because you know, you like, I don't know, reading those like, um, I always think of like the penny saver for some reason is like we had this like newspaper growing up that had like classified ads, but then everyone had like a horoscope as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's like for most of my people, that's not the level of like astrology that they're looking for. They're looking at like, oh, this is like there's deeper roots and blueprints to this. Mm-hmm. And so that's the thing that's driving my interest and curiosity and awareness. Right. And so um to me like having a relationship with the business having a relationship to purpose or Tao, having a relationship to these deeper sort of senses of calling is such an important part of the spiritual path of entrepreneurship and we leave all that out when we just focus on the result you know like, yes, of course, I want um, everyone who goes through my program to create a beautiful online offering and then be able to market that well and be able to market that ethically and be able to, like, make a really solid living off of it. And I've also had people who have come through my program and decided, because we talk about down purpose, oh, I don't actually want to create an online business. I want to be a singer-songwriter. Or, oh, I don't actually, you know, want to expand my yoga practice. I want to go back to school, you know? And so to me, those are just as significant, like, success case stories in quotation marks because... I'm, I'm more aligned to wanting to explore someone's doubt and their purpose rather than like, it's got to look this way on the mm-hmm. external picture. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes so much sense. And, and something that you s- said, I think it was in your pod intro, something I listened to one of your episodes recently, but you said that your business can be a channel for your soul's purpose mm-hmm. and that that's been sitting with me since I listened to it I'm like oh mm-hmm. my gosh that makes so much sense <laughs> like it doesn't have to necessarily mean one thing like that you can you know write down and and identify it's your your purpose is so much bigger than that and this just happens to be that that place where energy can flow and you can really express yeah that yeah. purpose yeah. and I find yeah your program was is so helpful to bring you back to yourself mm-hmm. and then ho- however things shift and change on the outside and however yeah. you you know you support your business or your projects or whatever is is perfect <laughs> yeah. and my real deep hope is that like the skills that we learn in business like apply them to your romantic relationship apply them to your relationship with your parents apply them to parenting to your friendships you know i think 
ultimately what it comes down to is um, business is a relational practice, you know, and, and if we can actually lean into that and see where we might have actually been the toxic partner in, in running businesses, there's so much healing that can happen. Mm. Oh, that's so, so good. And I, I would love to wrap it up there, but I would love to, for you to share a little bit about your program and what, what, how it can support people. And, um, I'll probably record an intro and share a little bit about my experience too, because I think what came out of it, or I'm not, not that we're done, but we're nearing the end of it, but what's come out of it is so much more than, than what I thought it was going to be. Um, (laughs) but yes, I'd love to hear from you how, you know, how can you help others connect their business as a spiritual practice and what is the business alchemist mentorship? Yeah. So, um, I'm really excited to listen to that intro because I'd love to hear what your experience has been. That's always so fun for me because I, I find that everyone has a different experience, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so Business Alchemist Mentorship is a nine month program. It is part one-on-one work and also part group work. And there's a really giant and ever growing video curriculum library. Um, so we move through the five seasons. Um, I'm really informed by my earlier practice of, of Chinese medicine. And now that's sort of evolved into, you know, me nerding out about Taoist philosophy, but we moved through the five seasons of the, you know, what shows up outside your window mm-hmm. and um, recognize that your business has these cyclical rhythms and how can we move through these cycles and these rhythms in a way that's in alignment for you and your business um so yeah i'm just trying to think of how to like how do i encapsulate Mm -hmm. what what it is yeah so in the autumn season we work on clarifying we understand what your nervous system is all about we do a little bit of parts work we get into what your Tao and your purpose is. We do a Tao meditation. Um, We work on the foundations and the pillars of what your business stands for. I mean, the entire sort of theme of of autumn is clarity. Then we get into winter time, which is like the most yin time. And we're sending you out there to like do some relational research with your people and help you understand who your people are. So if we can sort of like big picture zoom out, it's like autumn is what is the clarity around you. And then like the winter time is like, let's root into your people. Um, and then from there we go into springtime. And so we talk about conscious marketing. We talk about how to set up a website, a sales page you know, a lot of sort of the like more external ways of, of being seen in your business. Um, the summer is all about relationships. And so I teach you, I have, I have lots of guest teachers who come on. So I have one who's uh, a retired lawyer, who's a dear friend of mine, and he um, gives you a template for building out a contract. We talk about you know, the codependency that might develop between you and your business. We talk about business as a spiritual practice, like all about relationships. And then late summer is where we talk about like more nuts and bolts. So energetics of money, how to set up bookkeeping, how to hire your first employee or your first contractor. Uh, you know, that's one that I'm like really excited to build out because it's like, I also want to put in there like how do you archive your social media posts so that they're easy to recycle in the future, you know, sort of like more how to type things. So yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's what BAM is. And um, you get a couple of one-on-one sessions with me um, and lots of community time with your group. 
And mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That explains it. <laughs> totally. It totally does. And I I suppose, yeah, if I if I could summarize from my own experience, it really is like a lot of what we talked about in this episode, you know, just connecting deeper to yourself, to your soul, to your purpose, recognizing, you know, your um yeah, that those sensations in your body, we do a lot of that in our, I mean, I'm sure your group coaching always looks different, but I find that's come up a lot, at least for me. And, um, and then, yeah, being able to show up to your business from a conscious place with intention and all the wonderful tools you share, there's so much in there. So, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Kat, for your wisdom and for being a, um, a way shower in this direction of, of conscious business. Wow. It's um, yeah. So honored to, to be a part of your, of, of your journey. Yeah. Thank you. And thanks for being part of the community. That's um, I love that. Our little, little bam fam is growing. <laughs> bam, bam. Love it. <laughs> love it. All right. Well, I'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much. Yeah. And um, if anybody is wanting to learn more, uh, the website to check out is businessalchemistmentorship.com. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll have all your links below for sure so people can find you.